Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome back to The Ralph Report. So glad you've decided to join us on this Friday, July 17th. We got a hell of a show lined up for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? I'm going to tell you why. Talk about jam-packed. Talk about your leakage. (laughs) We've got Steve Ashton on board with a UK update. He'll be back later in the show with our video vault for 1978. we got some great films picked out for you to watch over the weekend while you are uh, in lockdown, if you are, if you're just trying to stay away from the COVID, which is a good move, by yeah, the way. I, Always. I, I stay the fuck at home. Uh, we'll give you some movies to watch. Besides that, the entertainment news, your phone calls. Oh, my God. So much so goddamn much. show. So much. So let's get right to it. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the vice host himself. Please welcome Mr. Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo, ho, Eddie. As I mentioned, it is July 17th, the year of our Lord Shizmu 2020. All hell, Shizmu. It is right to give him thanks and praise. But most importantly, it's a Friday. Which means we're just about to kick off the weekend, so let's get into it. But before we do, what's going on with your uh, Washington no-names, oh, man? Let's burn it down. Burn it all down. All I see in the social medias is the uh, the owner. He has got hooker cheerleaders. He's pimping out his cheerleaders. Jay what kind Gruden's of business part of you're running over there? Sex parties. Come on. It's your kind of team, really. It's no wonder you guys can't win anything <laughs> with that kind of shenanigans. I, I want them all gone. A little more football, a little less shenanigans. I want them all gone. I want Snyder gone. Everyone's like, hey, oh, you're, oh, you're going to feel bad about your Redskins? We're like, no, I don't feel bad about my Washington team at all. I want them all gone. The the players as well? No, the coaches, the players, everything? I like Rivera. I like players. I want the management. I want the ownership. I want Snyder and the front office gone. But they can't just They're garbage force people. them out, can they? Well, they did with that Jerry Richardson in, uh, with Carolina oh, a few yeah, years ago. Yeah. They forced him to sell the team. I suppose. They can, you know, they could... Take control of that team. The NFL yeah. could. You know what should happen? What? Is our uh, current president should resign, and then he could be the owner do, of the uh, of the you, Washington don't, no-names. Don't do that. And you could have a brand new owner. Don't do that. Why who is a stable genius, makes all the best football decisions. The Washington Magas? That would be awesome. The Washington Goyas. I call them the Goyas. Everybody gets a can of beans when you come to the stadium. The Goyas Stadium. Unbelievable. Great stadium. <laughs> That would Please be don't the do best that. thing Please, ever. That would be the worst. Washington Trumps. Oh, I would just, oh. That'd be so hot. I would just get on a boat. You'd never see me again. Well, that'd be sad. Yeah, it would be sad. I don't want that to happen. It would be awful. Hey, uh, while I got your attention, kids, don't forget tomorrow, Saturday, the 18th of July, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we are doing our virtual cocktail party once again. Please come on by. We had about 500 of you last week. It was a hell of a good time, and I think it's going to be a good time tomorrow as well so uh, i sent out the link yesterday to the crowdcast you just got to click on that if you want to attend 
and uh, it's going to be a blast. So I just want to give you a heads up. All right, let's get into the show, shall we? Hey, hmm? you guys, the Garmy, you're the best. We love it when you reach out to us, whether it's via email, Ralph at the RalphReport.com or Eddie at the RalphReport.com, Steve at the RalphReport.com. You can reach us at those email addresses. You can reach us on social media. Or you can do what many folks choose to do, which is to leave a voicemail message on the Ralph Report hotline. It is so easy for you. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Whenever you get an itch, just dial up the phone number and leave yourself a message. one 833 Damn. Damn. Yeah. And just a patient on that one. Um I love it when you leave your messages. It's so much fun to hear from you guys. I listen to them all, and then I grab a handful, and we put them here at the top of the show in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ross going to play your calls now and see what's on your mind. Hey, thanks to everybody who called, uh, who was very happy about the new starting jingle for our Hello Death segment done by the brilliant Mike Serber. Yes. Mike, thanks again for uh, putting that together for us. And thanks to everybody who is happy and thrilled with the new intro. Not everybody <laughs> is happy and thrilled. Who's not with happy new- and thrilled? Can you maybe guess who might not be hmm, happy? Let me think. That Mike Serber got yet another jingle locked in on the show here? Maybe John Cooper? Especially given the fact that I announced that I was just making an executive decision and anointing that the jingle and not not putting it up to a, a vote of uh, of uh, the Garmy members, could someone be a little chap asked about that? Nah. John Cooperman here. Um, yeah, I'd like to take this moment to congratulate the wonderfully talented Mike Serber without holding a vote. Y'all can lick my balls. No vote, no nothing. Mm. All right, I wish I could delete this. Yeah, I bet you do. I wish there was a way to delete this. Yeah. Come on, Coop. Come on. You're all over the place. You're well represented on the show. You can't win them all. His fingerprint is on the show. Don't get greedy. Come on, you'll, you'll always have That's like top two or three classic moments Easily Hey, Eddie Pence Don't <laughs> yeah. do not do this what? Don't do what you what do What I do? Now I got all the wrestling people oh, calling I, I didn't hear you say senior Oh my god! I thought you said cowboy I thought you said Bob Orton So many complaints oh. And I can't be the guy to, 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 to be the backstop When mm. it comes to wrestling stuff So now I gotta sift through a two just, dozen of these I phone calls Hey, Ralph, Jack, Forsar General from South Dakota again. Um, going because Eddie is wrong mm. in the Hello Death segment right. with uh, Bob Orton Sr. Yeah. He called him Cowboy Bob Orton. Right. That's that's Bob Orton Jr. Ah, uh, I see. He's still alive. I got you. Um, he, I mean, last I checked anyway. Mm-hmm. I hung out with him last year at a wrestling show since I do professional wrestling myself. Oh. Um, yeah. Mr. Wrestling himself. Right. Eddie Pence. Right. Never called myself. Is that. wrong. Never right. Thank you. Love you. Mean it. Yeah. Bye. Thank yeah. you, Jack. Never claimed that mantle. Eddie is wrong. 
I didn't hear senior. I just thought you said Bob Orton. Fuck you, Eddie! Eddie, what have you done for me lately? wrestling people turning against you they're not my people and jack he's, i don't he is a wrestler so he's gonna hunt you down and then give you the atomic drop diamond chop diamond tipped suplex don't give me anything with a tip <laughs> he's giving you you're gonna get his tip that's for sure <laughs> but here's the thing for everything that eddie does wrong i think he does at least two things right oh really like yesterday during our brand new game cocktailed or impaled oh yes Although Elena uh, wrote in and said maybe we should call it hammered, hammered or nailed. Oh, that's a good one, too. That's pretty good. Damn. Yeah, I wish I'd thought of that. Um, anyway, Daniel. We played for Daniel down there in National City, uh-huh. which I found out National City is uh, near San Diego. It's apparently. not where Supergirl's from. It's not apparently where Supergirl lives at all. <laughs> he called in. He, You won for him, Eddie Pence. I'm very happy I did. So he called in to thank us, kind of, sort of. Hey, Ralph, this is Daniel from National City. Thank you. Uh, uh. <laughs> I wish there was a way to delete this. <laughs> That's all that we got it. out. That's all we got out. We well, got. We yeah. got the. Oh fuck! And then he was just done. We got to so. thank you, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the fuck. The, the intent got across. Daniel. Did something happen? Maybe it was an emergency. Oh, maybe his cat came in. Uh, my cat just came. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Satan showed up. Send the snark to Who knows? Um. Melissa called in. Mm-hmm. I think this is an interesting barometer of attractiveness. We were talking about Brian Austin Green and his relationship with Megan Fox ending. Yeah. And I was saying how sad he must be. And you were saying, well, he probably, she probably was hard to, to be around. And I said, well, she couldn't have been as bad as Amber Heard, who, is, if we believe Johnny Depp, yes. took a dump in their communal bed. Yes. Which I said, you know, that's, that's deal kind break, of a deal breaker. Deal breaker for you. Except when it comes to Megan Fox, I was like on the fence. I was she like, could take a dump in your bed? I don't know. Really? I think this needs to be the new barometer. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. Melissa, three-star general. And I heard you talking about Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green, um, trying to keep her. And so that got me thinking, if Megan Fox shit in your bed, mm-hmm. would you still stay with her? And if not, is there any celebrity hot enough that you have a big enough crush on that if they decide to shit in the bed, you would still bone them and stay with them? Mm. LMB. Mm. I think that's an excellent question. I think that is the ultimate uh. gauge of how hot your partner is. And women, you can play along too. Are there any men that if you took a dump in the bed, you would be, all right, well, like, just don't do it again, but we're still we're still Like we're still an together. intentional dump or an accidental dump? Because there's a big difference. I'm not sure. Like if you woke up, oh my God, I shit, I shit the bed. Right, but how do you know whether they're telling you the truth or not? That could just be a ploy. Well, if they're sleeping in I it. I think the act of shitting <laughs> in the bed is the, is the optimum decision maker here. Regardless, one way or the I, there's other. There's a big difference. If you wake up and you're like, hey, honey, wake up, you shit the bed, and she's just rolling around and you're like, oh, no. Okay, that's what different if, than. What if you wake up and wake you pull it. back the covers and she's gone off to there's work or she's making breakfast for everyone? There's just With a, a turd. note stuck in it. <laughs> there's no note. You just have to assume you're, you're the only other person who uses that bed. You have to assume it's Had her. To leave early, left you some breakfast. <laughs> Stop it. So. <laughs> that is, I think, the ultimate gauge of whether someone is infinitely hot or not. If you can forgive that act, 
Oh, they've got to be spectacular, right? I don't know if there's someone that hot. I think if Charlize Theron shit in your bed, if I got up the next morning and there was a little little bit of Charlene uh, Charlize <laughs> left behind. I'd be like, well, you know what? Small price to pay. It, Small price to I pay. I get it. But if it's an intentional dump in your bed, that's just the beginning of crazy. Maybe she's it's sending gonna, a message. Where do you go from there? I don't think you can. I, 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 again, I think that's the 10 <laughs> on the scale. I don't think you can go any further. I don't know. Unless it's like shit. a severed head or something. I don't think really that's you That's probably can go what's next. Nah. Accidental shit I think you can forgive. But intentional, I don't know if there's someone hot enough. Accidental shit, by the way, is playing down the Troubadour once they reopen. <laughs> They're a great band. You should check them out. Accidental there. shit. One of my favorite indie rock bands. The charts are opening for them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> The sphincters are opening for them. <laughs> that's, that's who, uh, that makes more sense. That's right. who's opening for them. <laughs> All right. Since we're into music, yesterday I said that uh, Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin mm -hmm. was the saddest song ever recorded. Yeah. And this gentleman called in. He begs to differ. Hey, what's the saddest song that has ever been put to vinyl? Yeah. Alone Again, Naturally. Gilbert O'Sullivan. 1972. Mm. If you want to cry your eyes out and uh, really attempt not to kill yourself, yeah, uh, that would be a good one to listen to. I don't recommend it. Peace. Peace. Mm. I think it's time to revisit this subject. We did it for a while. Uh, songs I was making people cry on purpose, yes. remember? Yes, you were. Uh, sad songs may be a topic we have to revisit because I have to admit, I think, given the two, Cats in the Cradle or Alone Again Naturally... Ralph is wrong. I think he is right. I think Alone Again Naturally is infinitely sadder than Cats in the Cradle, but in a different way. Yeah. Cats in the Cradle is like, oh, uh, yearning for missed opportunities of uh, parenthood. Alone Again Naturally opens up with a guy talking about jumping off a high tower because yeah. his girlfriend stood him up at the church for their wedding. Right. That's the opening line. Yeah. Then he gets into his dad died and his mother lost it because the father passed, the only man she had ever loved, and then she dies. It's an endless barrage of emotional abuse. But it's so bad. It's It gets comical. I don't know. Here's a little, if you're not familiar mm. with the song, little Gilbert O'Sullivan from 1972, Alone Again Naturally. Wait a little while from now. Feeling any less sound. I promised myself to treat myself and visit a nearby town. Climbing to the top, will throw myself off in an effort to make clear to ever what it's like when you're shattered, left standing in the lurch at a church where people saying, My God, that's tough. She stood him up. No point in us The, the, the music makes it not as sad as Cat, Cats in the Cradle. I don't know. The Cat in the Cradle song, because that's just about regret, and you have you have let the opportunity slip by, and there's something you could have done, and you now regret not doing the guy it. guy got stood up at his wedding. That's, that's, gonna that's out of his himself. control. That's out of his control if the girl stands him up. Oh, my God. That's her fault. That's on her. He's still the one who has to carry the pain. I get that. But when you, you grow up and you realize your father wasn't there for you and now you're not there for your your kid and now you want your kid to be there and he's like, I got, I'm busy. That is heartbreaking. I don't know, man. You're pretty heartless. This guy's going to kill himself 
because he's so alone. You're like, eh, get over this it. This guy's a yeah, loser. Find somebody else. Oh, my Move family's on. got problems. That's a bigger deal Move than you. On. Oh, you're the worst. Mm. Since we're talking about music, Eric called in. A lot of people had the same reaction to the Macarena this week as our <laughs> one-hit wonder, <laughs> as, as I do. <laughs> a lot of people were unhappy with that choice, yet you cannot deny it was a huge one-hit wonder, so I still stand by it. Eric, however, has a suggestion. Hey, Ralph. Yoho, Eddie. This is Eric, four-star general from Ohio. And Ralph really thinks that uh, Eddie needs to sing the Macarena. Mm, if you don't God. do this, you're racist. Yes. LMB. I don't want to be accused of racism, certainly not in the current cancel culture we live in. <laughs> so if I don't get Eddie Pence to do Eddie Yoki to the Macarena. Eric, I think you're right. I think that is uh, symptomatic of a, of an in, in inherent racism to this show. Absolutely. And so in order to conquer Absolutely. that, we're going to do a little segment we call Eddie Oki. It's time for Eddie Oki. Oki, Sing it. Okay, you know how this oh, goes. Jesus Christ. I have printed out the lyrics for Eddie Pence to, to sing along. <laughs> I've recorded a uh, an audio bed to go underneath it so he can be supported. I will cue him in as when to start. And then all he has to do is simply sing the Spanish lyrics to Macarena, oh, which God. we all know is super simple. Not going to work. So this will be fine. This no, is I can't even. Eddie Pence, <laughs> a little Eddie Oki, to the classic one-hit wonder, the Macarena. Here we go. Dale chuco gravely a Macarena, que chuco es par de la Why cosa buena de la Macarena. I can't speak this spelling, Cuba, a la Macarena, que chuco es cosa buena de la Cuba, a la Macarena. Hey, Macarena. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, Eddie Pence is bilingual. Wow. Right? I can't. That was strong. I couldn't even, I couldn't even fake my way through. You're that. like, uh, you're like a native oh, for a minute there. I thought maybe I was in the, I was in a border town. Two and years I, of Spanish. Thank I you very tell. much. Well, Thank you very much. Time well spent in the classroom. Ooh, that was, mm, that was bumpy. <laughs> I couldn't even fake that one. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who called in. You too can be featured Oof. on this segment, but you know what you got to do. I can't play your calls on the air if you don't call. So you got to call me. All right, let's pay tribute to our fallen heroes <laughs> like Eddie Pence's dignity in that last segment. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even enthusiastically get through that. I couldn't even like... It moves pretty quick. Wow. It moves pretty quick. I can't speak Spanish. Um, no one can. No. Well, people who <laughs> well, speak people Spanish can, can but, but yeah. the whitey, whiteys have, uh, have trouble with it. All right, now it's time for us to pay tribute to our fallen heroes, those people who passed away on this day, July 17th. We talk about their uh, legacies, the life they left behind, in a segment called Hello, Death. Sooner or later, we'll all meet our maker. But today, while we're still above ground, there's plenty to learn about the folk. 
smokes in the urn, so Ralph's gonna break it down. Hello, Death. Hello. 1790 was the year. July 17th, Adam Smith, legendary economist and moral philosopher, passed away at the age of 67. He wrote the famous book, Wealth of Nations, which is still the textbook a lot of people use when it comes to uh, national economics. Hmm. But he also believed there had to be a morality attached to capitalism or else you'd get in trouble. That's the problem with capitalism. That is indeed the problem. Here's one of his quotes, by the way, about taxation. Yeah. Subjects of every state ought to contribute towards the support of the government as nearly as possible in proportion to their respective abilities. Mm. So he believed people who made a lot of money should pay a proportionate amount of that money in taxes as opposed to the people who make less money pay paying also a proportionate That's amount. That's how a functioning society should work. Don't you think that makes a lot of sense? Yeah. He was a smart guy, this yes. guy. Yeah. All right. On this day in 1845, Charles Gray, the second Earl Grey, Prime Minister of the UK, passed away at the age of 81. We get, thanks to Charles, Earl Grey tea. Oh, what makes it Earl Grey tea? Earl Grey tea is basically a black tea mm -hmm. that has oil of bergamot squeezed into, which are small little Caribbean lemons. Oh. And uh, the oil from their uh, rind mixes with the tea, and it makes for a delicious, mm, delicious okay. tea. Do you like the Earl Grey tea? I don't tea? like tea. I'm not a tea drinker. Very ugh. It's not very yuck at all. Very ugh. It's Wait, have lovely. you ever thought you were going to drink a soda and they filled it with tea instead? Oh, that man. is the most. Inf that makes you don't drink me iced tea either. No. Oh my Tea's god. Tea is just bull. Tea is not bull, <laughs> which isn't even a word. But it's <laughs> not bad. If you look up the definition of tea, bull. Um, nineteen. No, excuse me. Eighteen eighty-one. Jim Bridger passed away. Legendary American mountain man. How do you become a legendary mountain man? You live in the mountains. <laughs> but who knows about it? Ex if I lived in the he mountains, was you wouldn't know about he it. He was an explorer. He was an Indian fighter. He was he was one of those guys dressed in fur who lived in the mountains. Who, who With like a raccoon hat? Who, yes, who carved, lived inside carved bears. the wilderness away and made, made way for this country. <laughs> Followed along the uh, Lewis and Clark Expedition Trail and just carved out this right. great country of Masturbated ours. Masturbated a lot. Kit I'm Carson sure. and all those uh, yeah. great mountain men. That's all. Adventurers. Based off him. Good stuff. No, the Kit Carson was an actual well, guy. Well, no, but I mean, inspired by him or. No, they were he... all the same era. Oh, well, a lot, all the mountain men. Crowded mountain. There were, there were a lot of mountains. <laughs> you could find a mountain that nobody else was on and be the man of it. Trust me. Jim Bridger. He's a man. A man's man. Sounds manly. Oh, it's so manly. Never got laid. He got laid a ton. Who? I he knew. Had, he Who's like, in the mountain to like get laid He had four by. wives. Right. He did. Right. Yes. He yeah. had like four wives. I'm sure they were lookers. They were all, uh, many of them, I think most of them, three of them perhaps, were uh, Native American women. Oh. So, well, yeah, because he killed their husbands. No, because he got Indian to know fighter. the ways of the Native Americans <laughs> and adopted many of their uh, ways and got to know them as uh, as people. Uh-huh. Known, you, you known very Indian dubious. fighter. Do a little research on Jim Bridger. I'm good. A real man. On this day in 1887, Dorothea Dix, American nursing pioneer and social activist, passed away at the age of 85. She created America's first mental asylum system. Oh, really? Rather than just uh, putting people in regular hospitals and tie them to beds, she actually built facilities that were meant to help treat the mentally ill. But then those took a turn. Well, they weren't they weren't great. Yeah, but they were better than what they had. Yeah. It's baby steps. 1903, James McNeil Whistler, American painter. Died at the age of 69 on this day. 
Most famous for painting, Eddie? Whistler's mother. Whistler's mother. Well done. Bonus points for you. I I already knew half of it. It was Whistler after all. In 1918, Nicholas II, the last czar of Russia, was executed at the age of 50, along with his entire family and staff. Oh, the staff. The Russians don't play. That's not When it fault. comes to ending the dictators of Russia, the staff. they rarely have a good ending. Oh, poor staff. You don't want anybody who's loyal to the former regime sticking they're not around. Loyal. They're just being paid mm. or they're forced into it. I don't it. trust that Ivan. He looks shifty, they said to themselves. I, you pay Ivan a little bit more than the other people are paying him. Ivan's loyal to you. On this day in 1967, John Coltrane, legendary American jazz saxophonist and composer, Passed away from cancer at the age of 40. He was so young when he went. I know there's a lot of great jazz sax players out there. Everybody's got their favorites, but Coltrane absolutely is mine. Here's a little bit of uh, John Coltrane. That sound. That's, that's, that's shitting in the bed music. <laughs> that's what that is. John Coltrane could shit in my bed and I would, <laughs> I would still go to his concert. On this day in 1975, Modoc passed away. Modoc. Modoc. The Modoc? No, oh. not your little comic book character. Mm, a real creature, Modoc. <laughs> Modoc the elephant died at the age of 78. Damn. At the time, he was the oldest non human mammal. Alive. Really? To the best of their knowledge, yeah. Here's another million-dollar idea, Hollywood. I'm just throwing them out there. You got to make a movie about Modoc the Elephant. This story is insane. The true story of Modoc and his best friend, Brom. Who's Brom? Brom was a little boy in a German circus town who was born on the same day as Modoc. They became inseparable. Okay. Then Americans come and they buy the circus and they take Modoc away from Brahm. Oh, no. And he, as a young boy of 12, stows away on the ship so he can stay with his best friend, the elephant. Wow. The ship shipwrecks off the coast of India. Okay. Where the elephant and the boy both are taken in by a Maharaja. And they have to escape from there. They make their way to another circus. Then they're separated again. Modoc goes to America and stars in a circus, and they never see each other. Then that circus gets sold. Mm-hmm. Modoc gets sold to a cruel and inhuman master who keeps him chained up all the time. Then a Hollywood animal trainer needs a elephant for a TV series, yeah. goes to this place and finds this malnourished, abused elephant and adopts him nurses him back to health. He goes back into the circus to great acclaim, and Brahm finds his elephant friend, and they reunite, and then they spend the rest of their years together, and then at the 78th birthday party for both of them, they die within weeks of each other. What? Right? What? Right. So there. That'd be more believable if Red Skull was involved. Put that story Mm. on your screen and smoke it. mm, That seems a bit fabricated it's not it's a thing there's a book read it that's fascinating yes all right on this day in 1978 thayer david passed away great character actor he was in a ton of stuff died at the age of 51 he is probably best known for being the promoter who's putting together the apollo creed rocky balboa fight in the film rocky here's a little bit of uh, thayer david at work rocky do you believe that america is the land of opportunity yeah 
Apollo Creed does. And he's going to prove it to the whole world by giving an unknown a shot at the title. No. Yes, he. Yeah. Would you like to fight for the heavyweight championship of the world, Rock? No. I'm not, you know, I like, I fight in clubs, you know, and like, Apollo, he's the best. It wouldn't be a very good fight, but thanks for the opportunity. I love he turns it down. Love it. Well, it's a refusal of the call. The hero's journey. All right. All right, William Campbell. Well, I'm just saying. Joseph Campbell. Whatever. <laughs> oh, sure. Him, you know. How about the goddamn wrestlers? How about getting their names Sorry, straight? Junior. Uh, speaking of wrestlers, in 1988, Frank Goodish was stabbed to death at the age of 42. Mm-hmm. His professional wrestler name, Eddie Pants? Any guesses? 42, stabbed to death? Yeah, in 1988. 1988? Maybe he wasn't WWF or E, I don't know. I don't, I can't remember. Bruiser Brody? Oh, Bruiser Brody. Okay. Oh, okay. His his real name was Frank Goodish. Yes. Which I can understand why he wouldn't wrestle under that name. (laughs) Bruiser Brody sounds much better. In 2006, Mickey Spillane, legendary American mystery writer, died at the age of 88. He invented one of the great detective characters in fiction, Mike Hammer. Mm. Sold more than 225 million copies of Mike Hammer books internationally. Splane was also an actor. Once he even played uh, Mike Hammer himself. Yeah. yeah, in a porn movie, right? I don't know. Are you just making that up? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it's a porn name. It, Mike Hammer's not oh, a porn name. Oh, that's absolutely a porn name. It's a name of blunt force trauma is right. what it is. right. And in 2009, Gordon Waller passed away. Scottish singer, half of the legendary 60s pop duo Peter and Gordon. Their biggest hit song, World Without Love, was a gift from their pal Paul McCartney. Gordon Waller passed away at the age of 64 on this day in 2009. I'm telling you, Modoc the Elephant would be a blockbuster. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make the movie. Do it. You could do it with CGI now. You could make the elephant, because the elephant apparently was like a genius at tricks, and it was gentle, and it was amazing, yeah. and everybody loved it. That would be They did Jungle smash. Book. They should do this. Modoc. Just telling you. Okay. All right, here, uh, here's what we do at this point in the show. We take a food related to someone who passed away, and then we run it past Eddie Pence to see if, in fact, he would eat it, or maybe he just wants to stick it up his ass, like Mike Hammer, <laughs> or pull it out. <clears throat> we run the food past him, and then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. This is how we ascertain as to whether he would eat it or not. If that jackpot comes up on the slot machine, that means he would eat it. However, if the reels are mismatched, it's just sadness. Okay. Like Brom felt when Modoc got taken away from him, put on Which that ship. Which time? Several times. Exactly. That's the beauty of the story. They persevered. Their love persevered. The story of a boy and his elephant. Mm. You don't get it. Yeah, I don't. On this day in 2009, Walter Cronkite passed away. Oh. America's most trusted newsman. Passed away at 92 on this day in 2009. He is still the quintessential television anchor man and uh, news yeah. broadcaster. We're in desperate need of one of those again. Man of great personal integrity, yeah. intelligence, dedication to the truth. He was uh, he was one of a kind. Anyway, interesting thing about Cronkite, he was also a huge foodie, loved fine dining. Did he? Yes, he went to tons of uh, Michelin three-star restaurants and he was a big fan of a legendary chef named 
Chef Ferrand Point, or Pontois, depending on, I guess, on how you say it. Anyway, uh, Chef Point told Walter Cronkite, I taught him the only true way to cook an egg for breakfast. Yeah. Here's how you do it. Scramble you, it. You, no. You oh. take, uh, you melt some butter in a pan over extremely low heat. Then you carefully slip an egg into it. Then you cover that frying pan and you let the cook, you let the egg cook slowly while the white is perfectly set from the mild steam that's generated by the process. But then the yolk remains perfectly liquid because you're slow cooking it. And that's how you get the perfect sunny side up fried egg. My favorite way to eat eggs is sunny side up. I love to bust the yolk open and, br and get me some uh, toast and sop up all the goodness. But this isn't about me, as always. It's about Eddie Pence. Is Eddie Pence eating a, uh, a sunny side up perfectly done a la Chef Point? There's only one way for us to find out. Let's pull that handle. Here we go. One egg. One, two. Oh, my. I don't like runny eggs. Come on. I like scrambled egg. A nice fluffy scrambled egg. You're just cooking the life out of it. No, it's you better just, that you, way. No. Nice fluffy scrambled egg. Sunny side up. No, I don't like the I don't like the the yellow yolk. You, just you get your everywhere. toast that you can sop up the the yolky no. goodness with. No. See, you and Tracy are on board with oh, that one. And even Colton man. likes it. That's the best way to but have an egg. I don't like I don't like the runny yolk. Scrambled Ugh. eggs like you don't even sure it's an egg. It could I'm be anything. Sure it's, it's an egg. It could be any byproduct no. they just uh, whip into a into <laughs> it's a an egg. frenzy and and cook no. up. No. It's better that way. It's not. I don't like I don't like runny eggs. How about Rocky Balboa just cracking open those raw mm. ones and just drinking no. that big cup of raw eggs? No. That's good. That's no. eat, that's good eating right there. Mm -mm. You see, I can't take the runny white part, but no, I can that's take gross too. but I can take the runny yellow. Yeah, the runny yellow is the best part. No. The yolk, the yolk is the most delicious no. part of the egg. No. I don't it's mm -mm. Do you eat just scrambled egg whites? Do you take the yolk out when I you I used scrambled? to do that. I used to do that. Why? Because it was healthier for you. Yeah. Get rid of that yolk, yeah, all that cholesterol. That's where all the protein is, too, though. That's why I started scrambling my eggs. And sometimes when I make scrambled eggs, if I have like four eggs, I'll take out two of the yolks and I'll scramble in two yolks to cut down on the. You got a lot of rules. <laughs> Just say, I don't like the runny part. It's very. Ugh. It's the best. It's very runny. Well, yeah. No, it's you can just repeating the word I, runny doesn't it make just, it not it good. Feel, it feels like the egg is still like an egg. It still feels like it's. <laughs> well, you don't want to eat something that is the thing it is. <laughs> it just feels like it's. It's you don't want that. It's getting ready to form an embryo, and then it's just you get the little blood speck in there. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> and that's it for today's hello death. Hello death. You're dead now, so shut up! Now I want breakfast. <laughs> hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. You know, I stopped eating breakfast.
because I was doing the... Uh, doing the fast thing, right? Yeah, I was doing the intermittent fasting, which means, you know, you eat dinner and then you don't eat anything for at least another 12 hours yeah. or so into the following day. Have breakfast for lunch. And breakfast was always my favorite meal of the day. Have breakfast later in the day. Yeah, I You suppose. can some, scramble some eggs. And... It's not the same. Not the same as that early morning first then, meal with the coffee uh, cooking and getting those eggs fried up. And... Then don't eat dinner. Eat lunch. Don't eat anything until the morning. I got to eat at night. That's when I get like You're not working crazy. with me here at I get, all. I get nuts crazy at night. I'm like, that's the, I look, the only thing I have to look forward to all day is eating <laughs> dinner. dinner. <laughs> what am I going to do? If I eat lunch, I'll be like, oh, well, that's it. Now I got nothing. I got nothing to look forward to look the rest of the day. Look forward to breakfast in the morning. Yeah. Doesn't matter. All right. All right. Let's take a look at all the set. This What? You didn't have breakfast. <laughs> Let's take a look at all the entertainment news in a segment called The Showbiz Beat. Well, congratulations to Ty Burrell. I'm so happy for this news because I think he's terrific. Did you watch Modern Family? Yes. Loved that show and I thought he was genius. Yeah, he was on great. It. He just got a deal with 20th Century Fox Television and ABC. He is starting an overall production deal, as they say, and he's already got a show in the works, which is good news. It was uh, co-written and co-executive produced by a friend of his that he does a podcast with, apparently, called Julia Meltzer. And the show is called Yours, Mine, and Paul. And it's a, a family comedy that's being put in development at ABC. Funny premise. Uh, Yours, Mine, and Paul centers on Lauren, a young woman who agrees to be a surrogate for her best friend, Paul, who's in a gay marriage, and Paul's husband, Xander. There's only one problem. Lauren and Xander hate each other's guts, oh. but she's willing to do it for her best friend, Paul. Then in the first episode, Paul dies in the cold open of the show. Oh. So now Lauren and Xander, who hate each other, are left behind to raise this child oh, together. Wow. Very fertile ground for comedy. Yes, Very clever idea, and I'm already on board. So congratulations to Ty Burrell. Also, congratulations to Noah Centineo. He's going to play Adam Smasher in the new DC movie, Black Adam. It is, um, of course, Dwayne The Rock Johnson as the Shazam anti-hero. And now, Centineo is going to play Adam Smasher. I don't know if you're familiar with that character or not. He was one of the uh, Justice Society of America yeah. members. Yeah. I believe he's related to the original Adam Al Pratt in some way, the original uh, Justice Society member. Then in the interim, you had Ray Palmer, who mm -hmm. was the uh, modern-day Just, yeah, Adam. Justice League Adam. And then there was uh, um, uh, Ryan Choi, who also took up the mantle. So anyway, he can have pretty much the same powers. He can change his size and has a, a normal strength and things like that. And they start off being adversaries, but in the comics anyway, they became pals, hmm. even though they were sort of um, a little rougher than your average superhero. They didn't mind breaking a few eggs. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't mind frying up a few eggs, to, a few uh, eggs. to get rid of some villains. So I don't know what the story's going to be like, but uh, be like rather, but... He is going to be in it. It's going to be directed by, uh, I hope I'm saying this name right, Jaume Colette Serra, who, by the way, also directed Johnson's Jungle Cruise movie for Disney. Oh, yeah, that's that was supposed to be out at the end of this month, I think. Has it out yet? Or no, no, I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what Disney did with it, but it was supposed to come out. I think the end of this month didn't look uh, too promising. No, so it did not. You might want to rethink that. Uh, they have no idea when Black Adam's going into production, however, uh, yeah. because of the COVID nineteen shutdown. So we'll have to wait and see. And speaking of superheroes, this Chris Evans boy, they just don't get much better than this oh, guy. I saw this video. Did you see this? If you haven't, uh, the story is about a six year old boy named Bridger Walker from Cheyenne, Wyoming, who saw that his sister was being charged by a vicious dog, and he stepped in the way to protect his younger sister from mm. the dog attack, 
and got mauled badly yeah. by this dog. His face got torn up. A 90 bit. stitches in his face and mouth. Yeah. And this kid said after the attack to his aunt who posted the story that if someone had to die, he wanted to be him instead of his younger sister. Wow, at six. A six-year-old kid. Wow. I mean, that's bravery above and beyond. Yeah. So anyway, he's a huge superhero fan. Maybe that's how he was inspired. He loves Spider-Man and Captain America. And the story, of course, went viral. And who picked it up but Chris Evans himself, who sent him a video message. I was going to play the audio, but it's pretty rough, hard to listen to. So uh, hunt it down yourself if you want to see this story. But I will quote it for you. Here's what he... he first of all, my favorite part is he introduces himself as Captain America yes. to the kid. He doesn't say this is Chris Evans. He's like, hey, this is a message for Bridgers. Captain America He's here. He's six. He's going to buy into it. I know. It's, it's the awesome. best. He says, pal, you're a hero. What you did was so brave, so selfless. Your sister is so lucky to have you as a big brother. Your parents must be so proud of you. Keep being the man you are. We need people like you. Hang in there. I know recovery might be tough, but based on what I've seen, I don't think there's much that can slow you down. And then he drops a little information saying, I'm going to get your address and I'm going to send you an authentic Captain America shield awesome. as a gift. So this kid is going to get one of the Captain America shields so awesome. from Captain America. Chris Evans is the best. He really is. He really is the best. He uh, he takes his role as inspiration to kids especially yeah. very seriously. He and knows he, the power he wields. He's one of those guys who was always at children's hospitals along with yeah. Chris Pratt and folks like that. So uh, it's a nice story. All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on July 17th. Guitarist Spencer Davis of the Spencer Davis Group is 81 years old today. Guitarist Spencer Davis of the Spencer Davis Group. I just did him. Why am I? I why am I repeating? Didn't have breakfast. That's the problem. Ah, this is it. This you is the end breakfast. of the week. Brain cramping. <laughs> I'm just barely hanging on. Have some eggs. <laughs> Actor Donald Sutherland is 85 years old today. He's a goddamn national treasure, even though he's Canadian. <laughs> TV producer Mark Burnett. Mm. He's 60 years old today. He's he's the reason we have what we have, you Pretty know. Pretty much. Pretty he much. made Trump seem smart and powerful on television. And successful, yes. And people bought into it. Yeah, well, some people. Some people. Anyway, he's 60 years old. A bassist Geezer Butler of Black Sabbath is 71 years old today. Actor Jason Clark from Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and other films, 51 years old today. Director F. Gary Gray from Straight Outta Compton and Furious 8 is also 51. Bassist Fran Smith Jr. of The Hooters is 68 today. Eddie Pence, any uh, idea what major metropolitan city the Hooters hail from? What they, what town do they call home? Do you have any idea? Very popular city for music. A lot of great music has come out of that great city music. over the years. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Philadelphia. What? I'm sorry. Philadelphia. I can't. It's just Philadelphia. Philadelphia. 
Yeah. Great. Mm. Mayor said there's going to be no Eagles fans in the stands this season. So. I'm sorry, what happened? There's no fans allowed at the upcoming football season. No Phillies and the Eagles are going to have no fans. As of right now. As of right now. As of right yeah. now, yes. So we're hoping much maybe more pleasant that'll viewing change. experience. No, it won't be. Some of us will be yelling loud enough watching it on television to be heard be a lot of at Lincoln Financial Broken Field. TVs in Philadelphia on Sundays. Actor Tom Cullen from Downton Abbey is 35 years old. Actress Billy Lord from Scream Queens and, of course, the most recent Star Wars films. I wonder yep. how she got those roles. <laughs> she knew somebody. Yeah. She, of course, is the daughter of the late, great Carrie Fisher. She's 28 years old. And speaking of great actors, David Hasselhoff celebrates his 68th birth today. His birth? Well, I guess he does celebrate his 68th birth. His day of birth. Not his birth. No, he hasn't been born 68 days. <laughs> Man, somebody open a window. We got a gas leak in here. <laughs> David Hasselhoff celebrating his 68th birthday today. Uh. What an actor. What a performer. He can he can talk to cars. He can run in sand. There's nothing he can't do as an actor. But, you know, he's much more than that. He's also a singer. Here's his smash hit song, Jump In My Car. Jump in my car. Is there nothing the man can do? Does anyone enjoy life more than Hasselhoff? He, I mean, he looks like he just thoroughly enjoys he everything. He loves being the Hoff yeah. more than anyone else would ever love being the Hoff. Yeah. That video, for the, by the way, it's him. I don't know, it's only a couple years old, but it's him driving Kit, and he's telling these <laughs> like girls who are 30s age to get in the car, and it's all very creepy. And then at the end, she lives far away, so he's not going to drive her home, so he throws her out of the car. And oh, he, that's nice. He has Kit hit the ejector seat and throws he her through. He just throws her away? It's unbelievable. Wow. It's really disturbing wow. on many levels. <laughs> Happy birthday, Hoff. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. But we're not done with the entertainment news just yet. Oh, no. We still need to check in one more time this week across the pond with our man in the U.K., it's time for the UK update with our correspondent, Mr. Steve Ashton. Oh, Ralph, you're the man who makes Tim Tebow look like Tim Curry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Spice Girls are in the news. Now we're talking. Now let's mark this under, oh, for fuck's sake, what a massive surprise. Uh, Victoria Beckham will not be joining the rest of her former Spice Girl bandmates if they reunite to celebrate 25 years together. Well, shove a stick up my ass and call me Candy Floss. Um, now, an insider, let's call her a Miss N on existent, uh, shared with the Daily, D Daily Star tabloid that Victoria will always be a Spice Girl and loves the girls very much, but due to other commitments, would not be able to go on tour with them. What are the commitments? Being sullen and making overpriced tat. Um, and hey, but the thing is, Ralph, why should she? Because despite not screeching a solitary note from her guy smiley mouth, nor, <laughs> nor one lazily executed leg point, but she still managed to cash in from the 13-date Spice World Tour last year. She reportedly racked in over a million dollars. Wow. 
can you bad and believe it? Now, um, that means she made more money off the back of the tour than she did from her failing fashion empire. Now, according to accounts from Spice Girl Limited, the company made over $5 million last year. And of course, all five of the Spice Girls are the only active directors of Spice Girls Limited. That's not bad, is it, Ralph? Earning a million dollars for doing fuck all. Not bad at all. Just like when she was in the Spice Girls. <laughs> Anyway, let's end the week with two of your favourite subjects, Ralph, a memorabilia auction and James Bond. Yes. Now, the 1992 Lamborghini Diablo owned by Prius... P- Prius? Prius? He wasn't a Prius. It was a, it was a Lamborghini Diablo. Uh, Piers Brosnan's nemesis, Colonel Tan Sun Moon, later known as Sir Gustav Graves, in the film Die Another Day. Now, the good people at Beverly Hills Car Club are auctioning it off. Now, the classic car features a timeless signature colour combination of Diablo Rosso and eye-catching Nero leather and red piping interior, five-speed manual transmission, a 5.7-litre engine, power windows and Oz Racing staggered wheels, which, by the way, are my favourite kind of staggered wheels, the old... (laughs) the old Oz ones. (laughs) Now, the only downside is the clutch may have to replace, which presumably you could get fixed at US auto centers for about $50,000, I imagine. Anyway, um, and if you're a stickler for mileage when you're buying classic cars, I know you've had your own classic cars, your Mustangs and stuff. This one's only got around 45,000 miles on it. And it will cost you, guess how much, Ralph? Uh, But bearing in mind, this is a screen-used Lamborghini Diablo. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Half a mil. $120,000. $120,000. What? I know. So I looked at the cost of, of, of another one on ClassicTrader.com. Now, a 1993 version with 17,000 miles on the clock would cost you around $220,000. So that seems extremely cheap, isn't it? So my summation is it's fucked. <laughs> and it's been ridden around like Marilyn Monroe at a Rat Pack get-together. Oh, stop. That's my summation. It just seems really cheap. It just seems, I mean, £120,000 for an, a non-screen James Bond-used Lamborghini Diablo would be really cheap, but that just seems, there seems something odd there. I don't quite know what's going on there. Anyway, look, I've got to go now, Ralph. As it's World Emoji Day, I've decided to celebrate by painting a mural of my favourite emoji. I'm sure you can guess what it is, <laughs> but I'm going to do the joke anyway. All right. Uh, it's actually, it's actually a side of ham. That's my favourite emoji. Uh, but I'm going to render it in dog excrement outside Corden's house. Of course you are. I'll speak to you in a minute on the video vault. And as Steve mentioned, it's Friday, so that means the three of us are going to talk about a movie suggestion for you to watch during the quarantine. We open up the door to the video vault here in the Batcave containing every film ever made. <laughs> Boy, it's a big room. It's time to pull out three films from the year 1978. Let's open up the video vault. I'm pretty sure I got a hernia. You want to check that for me? No, that's bulging out. Yes, you, you can actually yeah. push that back in. Yeah, I'm going to push that back in. All right, let me mm. see. Uh, 76, 77, 78. Here it is, there 70 it is. to 78 shelf. Three films from 1978. Look, here's the thing. All three films are good today. Yes. When does that ever happen? Occasionally. No, rarely. Occasionally. Even Eddie has a good film. And the fun thing about this week also is that all three films are just mindless summertime entertainment. Yeah. My film, starting things off, is from 1978 from Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer. This film 
for me was everything the summer that I saw it. it came out in August I believe of 78 it is so much fun and as a kid I couldn't desire any automobile more than the Corvette Stingray <laughs> and this film Corvette Summer is all about that it's Mark Hamill's first movie post Star Wars yeah. and so everybody's expecting it to be a big hit because he was of course Luke Skywalker and such a big star at the moment and he plays a kid who uh, customizes a Corvette Stingray as a project at his high school, and then it gets stolen, and he decides he's going to track it down by going uh, across California to Vegas to track down the stolen car. And along the way, he meets a quirky young woman played by Annie Potts in her first film role, and she's so damn cute in this film. I fell in love with her watching this movie. She's a wannabe prostitute <laughs> who hasn't really gotten her career started yet, and the two of them team up, in Vegas to uh, through a series of hijinks to uh, get that car back. And it's just so much goofy fun, very entertaining. Hamill's very charming in it. It's really a good time. Uh, if you've never seen Corvette Summer, it's a great summertime film. Just kick back, relax, check your brain, and just enjoy it. Here's a little bit of the trailer from Corvette Summer. Corvette Summer. Somebody stole my stingray. The word's out, it's in Vegas. You got a Corvette? Starring Mark Hamill, who's back from Star Wars. Oh, yeah! And Annie Potts, who's out of this world. You're gonna spend the night. Comprende, amigo? If he knew as much about girls as he does about cars, he wouldn't be so nervous. If you love them dead, sailor, let me see what you got. Sure. And if she knew as much about cars as she does about boys, what do you drink? she wouldn't be so jealous. Motor oil? And if you knew as much as they know about this candy apple metal flake Corvette, you'd be chasing it too. I'm helping you, dope. I'm helping you find your car. Everything about that trailer is just 70s riffing. Oh, my God. The music and, the, and he's, if you do as much as they did. He's back from Star guy, Wars. Uh, she's out of this world. <laughs> it's just great. Uh, Corvette Summer, if you've never seen it, uh, I guarantee that you will get a kick out of it. Now let's turn our attention to Steve Ashton. As you know, Steve uh, only brings us UK-based films. Today's is one of my favorites. Here he is with his pick for the video vault. 1978. Do you know what? I was tempted to go for the star-studded and excellent Death on the Nile by Agatha Christie, movie starring, of course, the wonderful Peter Ustinov, or maybe even Watership Down, the animated movie about rabbits that had my sister and I in floods of tears and also horrified by the rabbit-on-rabbit -rabbit violence. But <laughs> I've, I've gone for a wonderful ensemble movie, The Wild Geese. Yes. Now, normally I go for some kind of artsy-fartsy kind of film that people may not have seen, but The Wild Geese is an immeasurably easy watch full of British and Irish actors well beyond their best. But <laughs> do you know what? It somehow works. Now, The Wild Geese is a war film, if you've not seen it. It's directed by Andrew V. McLaglan, a prodigy of John Ford, and it stars Richard Burton, Roger Moore, Richard Harris and Hardy Kruger. Now, the screenplay uh, uh, concerns a group of mercenaries in Africa, and it was based on a novel um, which was about rumors and speculation following the 1968 landing of a mysterious aeroplane in Rhodesia uh, in the south of Africa, which is said to have been loaded with mercenaries and an African president believed to have been a dying Moisey Shombi. 
Now, essentially, it's the expendables before the expendables. <laughs> a bunch of retired British soldiers soldiers are hired as mercenaries to rescue a captured African um, president. Now, it's got all the usual brilliant tropes of a film like this, the recruitment of the team, a training montage, the execution of the plan, and the inevitable death of some of the major characters. Spoilers. <laughs> now, uh, Sir Richard Harris, who was well known for his heavy drinking around this time, uh, was made to sign an agreement whereby half of his salary had to be in escrow as insurance for him not being pissed the whole time. <laughs> and uh, both he and Richard Burton remained surprisingly sober for the duration of the shoot. Now, it's a really fun movie in a similar vein to movies like The Guns of Navarone. It's not exactly high art, but i got to say, Ralph, it's a great Sunday afternoon Feet up with a cold beer after a big lunch kind of movie. Ergo, the best kind of movie. <laughs> Let's have a clip. Tell me, how's, uh, how's your retirement going? <sighs> Fucking rose bushes, if you'll pardon my French, sir, are whipping into shape nicely, and that's about it. How would you like to whip 50 men into shape for me? Are you serious, sir? That's why I'm here. I need a sergeant major. You're the best I've ever known. Not too old? What do you think? Sir... Where do I report? When? The Wild Geese. Man, you got Burton and you got Roger Moore and Richard Harris, a bunch of just drunken, bloated Brits playing mercenary soldiers. Sure, it was a fun time on set. Oh, man, so much fun. All right, now it's time, believe it or not, hmm? to turn to a film from Eddie Pence that's good. They do it occasionally. Seen it coming. It's not really good, don't get me wrong, but... <laughs> It's okay, and it's it's along the lines of mindless summer entertainment. You'd be hard-pressed to find uh, a, a film that fulfills that description better. It's called Hooper, starring the late, great Burt Reynolds. And you have to remember, Burt was just coming off of the smash hit uh, Smokey and the Bandit, yeah. so he could do no wrong, really. Just a year prior, just saying Mike, Mark Hamill with Star Wars a year prior. Yeah, so he got the gang back together again. He got Hal Needham. He got his girlfriend, Sally Field, involved again. Sally Field's career, I think, really uh, had a few lost years there while she was teaming up with Bird a whole yes, bunch. she did a lot of things with Bird. She went on to win uh, multiple Academy Awards, but... Uh, her early stuff was... A bit of a dip, this part of her <laughs> career. Anyway, if there's no surprise Eddie Pence likes this film, because you remember how much he loved uh, The Fall Guy, the Lee Major stuntman TV series. Mm. Basically the same premise, Sonny Hooper, played by Burt Reynolds, is a stuntman who is uh, coming to the end of his career. In fact, his doctor tells him if he takes one more fall the wrong way, man, he's going to be paralyzed for life. I think he actually points to the spot, too, yeah. on his neck. He's like, if you one more spot right oh, here. Right there. Hooper doesn't listen, though, man. <laughs> Hooper's he's got he's to do those gags. He's got to do those stunts. He can't help himself. And he's working on a film uh, directed by Robert Klein in the film, starring, and the star of the film, mm. that's what makes this movie extra specially <laughs> wonderful, is Adam West playing himself yes. as the star of the film. Jan Michael Vincent is a young, brash stuntman who's just up and coming. He hasn't pickled himself yet. Can't stop him. <laughs> no, he still looks like a human being at this point in his career. And it's all the usual suspects, uh, all the guys that you see uh, Burt Reynolds work with a lot in the 70s. And a major role for Terry Bradshaw in this yes. film as well, yes. who was an actor there for a minute. Yeah. Anyway, it's a lot of fun. It's just a goofy film about making goofy films. It's the usual stuff you see with Burt Reynolds in the 70s, a lot of car chases and just fun movies. stunts and he things made such like fun that. Movies. It's a good time. Here's a little bit of the trailer for Hooper, which is also very 70s. Hooper's in a dangerous business, but his reward is excitement. 
adventure, and a fortune if he lives to collect it. Burt Reynolds is Hooper, the greatest stuntman alive. I love stuntmen. Hooper, the newest movie from the team that brought you Smokey and the Bandit. Hey, coming to a theater near you. <laughs> that had nothing to do with the plot of the movie. No, it's just Burt. They're just selling Burt and girls with big boobs and Burt. That's all it was. Very fun video vault this weekend. If you check out any of one of these three films, I think you're going to enjoy yourself. Now it's time to close the door till next week. That's the video vault. Okay, kids, that's it for me and Eddie Pence this week. Hope you'll come by tomorrow and check out the live cocktail party. And if not, join us on Monday for a brand new show. But in order to do that, you got to stay safe this weekend. So please stay the fuck at home. Also, wash your hands. Remember to stay good in the hood. And always stay swell. Give them hell, buddy. Until Monday. Love you. Mean it. Bye.